everybody. I'm Grant. And I'm Eric. And you're listening to the Quacking Ducks podcast, where each week we take turns picking a piece of media we like, making the other person experience it, and then we talk about it here on this podcast. Grant, what did we talk about today? Today, we talketh about Onward. This is how we're starting, huh? <laughs> I, I'm not. I guess not. I guess I guess I won't. I guess I won't do that. Um, <laughs> Successful derailment occurred. We watched Onward. Yeah, Pixar's latest film. Yeah, I chose it. Grant I, I chose it. it. Yeah, and I happened to have just watched it a day before Grant chose it, so that was very oh, yeah. convenient. Yeah. I I had I didn't have additional homework for this episode, so that was lovely. Yeah. So I imagine since it's a relatively new, relatively well advertised movie, we don't really need to like explain it. I don't know if you feel the need to like give some kind of like setup or context for the conversation we're gonna have. Um, I I would say at the very least, I don't want to immediately jump into spoilers just because <laughs> right, right. I do no, feel I meant, like because, set up yeah. premise. Kinda. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah. Um, I feel like uh because of COVID and and the fact that they you know it was in theaters but just for a little bit and then they decided to release it on Disney Plus, which is cool. Um. And makes sense. Is it? Do you it's know? Is move. it available on like other video services? Nope. Like, can you do nope. a YouTube rental? Okay, no, no, I don't think. Uh, maybe YouTube. I don't know, but I don't. I wouldn't think so. I'd think that their, you know, <laughs> their move is to to get people to to start Disney Plus. Yeah, that makes sense from a a business decision. I just wasn't sure because, like, I know with like Trolls Two, it just went everywhere. You it know. looks like YouTube movies has the ability to buy it or rent it. Okay. But, um, anywho, anywho. Um, yeah. So, um, the, uh, uh, the cool deal with this guy was that it is all fantasy related and whatnot. Uh, <laughs> yep. Nailed it, Grant. The cool deal with that's it. the movie. Uh-huh. Uh, by by that, I assume Grant means it is set in a uh, world that is like very akin to mo- the real modern life, except the historical fantasy stuff really did occur in their history. So there's a urban fantasy bend to it. And there's that's what not, Grant was trying to say. And and there's not like there's no humans. Like it's like all the characters are like yeah. And I mean, elves it is, and, that is true. You know, but like the blue elf race is like it's essentially human. Like it doesn't. I don't know that that makes a real. I guess I'm practical to, difference. I, I'm 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 separating it from stuff like uh was it bright right yeah yeah where like that's. A di- like yes, it's, and, and it's, I'm separating it as well from like it's not, it's not like, you know, technically Lord of the Rings. The concept of Lord of the Rings is that it is uh, a past history thing, and now mm-hmm. we're in the real world, modern day. And technically, the the idea of uh, Lord of the Rings is that it was a, a long time ago. This is like not yes, it's not there, Earth. It, it, yeah, it was long ago, but you're still in a fantasy world. Like a fictional world where, you know, like it's very similar yeah. to our world, but it, you know, yeah. It's yeah. Different. So, like, you know, dog instead of uh, breeding do- uh, wolves into dogs, they bred dragons into tiny dragons, stuff like right. that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. fa- that's a fair call. I didn't really, to me, that distinction can matter in some context and we'll probably get into it but like at least from a premise level 
it, you know, if I watch the trailer for Bright, having never seen it or never seen a review, and watch the trailer for this, I don't think the the absence of no, no. human humans really amounts to anything yet until you really dive into the meat of it. Because right. um, yeah, the the blue elf like race is pretty like there's nothing there's nothing inherently supernatural about that race to make it. You could right. just make that humans, and the story right. functions essentially the same way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, Grant picked it, so we know you like it. Do you yeah. want to speak more to that in any way before I give my spoiler-free yeah. litmus taste um, test? So, I mean, like I feel like a, a good portion of people, I feel like I've gotten more and more into the fantasy, you know, used to be very sci-fi, but the more recent years I've gotten more into to fantasy fiction and enjoyed it more um, and kind of gone further and deeper down that rabbit hole. Um, and so I think it is cool that uh, that more and more, like your, like your point about how there's essentially no difference between the blue elves and the humans and stuff. I I think that that is true, but I also think that that's like you know, it it's it, the reason that works is because like we're we're good with pr- projecting yeah. you know, human emotions and and a human story, uh, you know, onto whatever at this point, you know, and I think that that mm-hmm. is cool because it it frees up just more and more different types of stories or different types of of metaphor to pop up and and just you know in general i don't think it, yeah i the only reason is... i wanted to call that out was because if it felt like we were approaching a world where it's like oh bright sucks because it had humans and this one doesn't have humans and that's why it is good unlike oh, no, no, i'm no, like no no no, no, no 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 that's not that is not what is wrong with bright and that's right. not a, a like saving grace linchpin no. of this either was just That's trying off. to yeah specify what what uh what it was like um mm. but yeah um but yeah i i uh did very much dig this i feel like there's some spoilery things that you can say about it but i will say before we go into spoilers just uh i definitely i don't think you have to like if for whatever reason someone was like i don't know that looks like it's uh uh, a movie that's like all about that Dungeons and Dragons that's popular now again, like or whatever. And if somebody was like, oh, I don't know about watching that Pixar movie, it's like, well, no, you don't. You don't need to have yeah, any experience with Dungeons and Dragons or or really any major fantasy thing to still enjoy. You know, like any good Pixar films. You know, you don't need to be like a race aficionado to like mm-hmm. you know cars. Like it, it, it's. The setting is there, but it's not, you know, the the key elements of the, the story are not going to require you to, to have that background knowledge or anything like that. Um, yeah, I recommend it. I think it's great. I think it's great that Pixar continually, they're, they're one of the, ooh, voice crack. They're one of the few uh, movie studios that are consistently putting out high quality, completely new IP content, Mm. you know, and that like, so that is an impressive thing. And I feel like it should be continually supported because it's great. Yeah. I don't disagree with that sentiment. I will say my feelings of this. I I saw this and was like, my, my first reaction was like, oh yeah, I get why Grant likes this. 100% 100% outside of just like the D&D stuff uh, without getting into spoilers because like I'll, I'll stick to what's in the trailer like the emotional through line is this like brotherly con- love connection theme thing and you have several older siblings and I was like oh yeah this is like this movie this is a Pixar movie made for Grant like I could see that and I can totally appreciate why it, it would resonate with Grant in particular. And it is a it is a cohesive and you know complete 
Like it, it, it's a functional movie that totally works. There's, you know, like I don't think the the cinema sense dings is particularly high. As if that, like, not that I care about that. I just think <laughs> seeing it, I'm like, this is this is a well made movie. Um, for me, I was like, this is fine. I think my in terms of like ranking it in terms of just enjoyment to another. Pixar, the, I think the last one I saw was Incredibles 2, which was like, yeah, that one was also good. Um, I kind of put this in that boat. Um, like, it was like, it's a, it's a well-made movie that I thought was pretty fun. I, I think I was disappointed that I think the coolest concept stuff, because like, I really like the ideas of urban fantasy but in the same way that i really like the ideas of cyberpunk i can when it's like to me res reads as like relatively superficial i can lose interest very quickly um and this had some elements where like oh just in terms of world building the most interesting world building ideas were in the trailer so it's like oh that's that's kind of uh, uh, a disappointment not to see other cool stuff like the trail like the trailer shows like oh unicorns are the raccoons of this world and they're just like <laughs> gross vermin they eat trash mm -hmm. it's like that's a really funny fancy visual gag thing and like most of the equivalent of like that kind of you know real world thing with the fancy bend gag cosmology thing they pretty much all exist in the trailer, which was like, that was a bummer. Um, and the other thing was because it's a Pixar movie and a kid's movie, I was kind of trying, probably trying a harder than I would in a, a movie objectively set in the real world to try and pull a, like a theme or a moral out of the story because just because like kids movies tend to, do that more you know they try to have an edutainment bend to it um and the one, ones that were there are like oh that that's nice um but i did start thinking about the cosmology of this world and seeing problems kind of like zootopia where when the the crux of this world is that it is like oh isn't it neat how similar it is to real life it's actively trying to have you draw that comparison, which from a adult mindset can make you realize that some of either some of the things that they're comparing don't quite work or what they're say they're they're inadvertently saying about things is not is probably not what they mean. Um, well, the example well, from without. Well, yeah, without spoilers, I can give the Zootopia example, which I think is, uh -huh. I don't think anything in this movie does it as weird, but, like, the problem in Zootopia is, like, oh, it's this class commentary thing, but with Zootopia, it has this baggage of, like, the different classes used to literally eat each other, which is you don't have that, that aspect in real life, so the metaphor gets kind of really fucking weird, um, and there's nothing as, like, weird or problematic as that as utopia but there are things like that in this one where it's like oh wait this person doing x behavior what is the real world equivalent of that and it's like oh it's the it's not the thing that Di like disney pixar would want you thinking about i in my opinion um well in that case let's uh say that Go see it, make up your own opinions if you haven't seen it before, but we're going to jump in to yeah. some spoilers. Yeah. For the record, I think it's a it's a, a, a fun, good movie for most people. I'm just going to be wildly pedantic about it because that was the way I got an extra layer of enjoyment out of this. Mm -hmm. um, so, to, because it's kind of in the beginning... Uh, the thing I was talking about there, one of the examples of of that, like, what's the real world version of this thing um, I saw with this was the idea of like, so Barley's character, he's he's super obsessed with, you know, the D&D &D, Magic the Gathering kind of stuff. Uh -huh. But in this world, that is 
that is history. Like that, there is historical context to that. Uh-huh. And I thought I was like, oh, are they going to make? Is this movie going to be about nostalgia or you know how we view our cultural history? And it's like, oh no, the movie's not about that. Um, and like when they get to the point where Barley is being arrested for like, don't tear down this monument. I know there are other examples where you could draw the the comparison, but in my mind, I was like, the real world equivalent of that that I thought of that came to my immediately is like people defending Confederate statues. I was like, oh, it'd be weird and like, you know, like the fan comic adult version of the Onward universe. It's like, oh, that statue that Barley was trying to uh, defend has like a really racist connotation to pixies or something. Um, that, that's that interesting. Was- that's interesting that you went there. My, I thought what you were going to say when you're comparing it to something <laughs> was like, uh, oil pipeline protests, like Native American, you know, land being. I think because uh, it was a it was a seized. statue, like that's it, it evoked more of like a historical landmark kind of thing. And when it, you know, and that just, like I said, there are other examples where that where your mind can make that connection. Um, but yeah, I, I think part of it also is like, you know, because of voice acting and other things, Barley and Tom Holland's character and their family, they they present as a, a white family, you know? Mm. So like him defending that statue that seemingly no one else cares about makes it read and because of our flashbacks to the past it makes it seem like the wizard culture and the blue elf culture is placeholder for white culture you know okay um i'm gonna say i think that you're like i said i'm reading a lot reading into it i don't like i i I said i I, I, i don't think i meant made it as clear i don't think that is what pixar said i'm saying that compa- the by the nature of the like it's like our world just by that that kind of premise it does uh-huh. invite comparison um and those are just some of the comparisons i came to through that invitation but i agree that is not the intention it just uh-huh. makes me think like oh the <clears throat> if anything the only thing that's like a valid criticism is like oh i wish they actually had something to say about barley and culturally what what this world they're saying this world has a problem with the way they view their history and heritage it's like okay but what are what is what are you saying about the real world you know because we get by the end of the movie we got a little bit of a montage of people being like oh now um you know now the centaur stepdad cop is like more connected to like his centaur heritage by choosing to run to work instead of driving uh-huh. a car like small things like that but i was like okay so what what is the 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 le- not lesson but like the idea the movie's saying in that piece or is it saying that currently we are not in, in connection with our our history appropriately because i'm like like I don't know, that doesn't quite feel right, but that does feel like what the movie is saying about that world. You know, interesting. One thing I think that uh, I think that uh, the movie, like uh, one thing that I think might be contributing to this, and this is like an extra piece of information that I I knew going in. I believe, <laughs> yeah, I knew I knew going in, but I definitely wouldn't expect anybody else to like just know but um this movie uh was uh directed by a guy who uh i think and partially written by a guy uh who had he was very much in the same place like he he and his brother grew up without a father and they Mm -hmm. found an old recording of their father when they were like 13 or something like that. And like, you know, basically like my point being 
I think that there's definitely a lot to this story that is a lot more personal and specific right. than like a lot of like you said, kids' movies are generally driving at like a theme What's or the a lesson, lesson for to learn, yeah, living yeah. in society. And Whereas I, I like think- I think that this one is much more guided towards a it is a it's a personal example that kind of can help everybody to like you know appreciate what they have but it's i think it's less uh goal driven towards right. societal I, yeah. lessons I, I agree but i can with see that. why you I, I can see why you would also be looking for societal connections to you know uh, stuff right because that, i like, think yeah. by the nature of saying like you know uh tom holland's character literally wears the same outfit that i wear <laughs> every day uh, like you uh. know by having those by by creating those like very you know I don't want to say superficial but the, those um those that visual language to tell you that this is like our modern civilization I I do think it invites it invites those comparisons without um it invites you to ask those questions without necessarily having great answers to those questions yet because like well, you said it's not the mm. focus I I think I don't and I I don't think it is a detriment uh, necessarily a big problem with the movie i think it it is a thing that is just something i latch onto i agree my interpretation of this movie is like oh what is the point of the movie the point is to tell this personal story about the two brothers like that's that's the the virtue of the movie um it just so happened that like because of the world like I think I, I said the same kind of thing with like um Big Hero Six, which actually has a very comparable kind of story too. The world is just way more to me personally, the world is way more interesting than that story at points. So I spend my mental power thinking about uh-huh. that world and then I come to these weird comparisons and questions, you know. Um uh-huh. and, and like I don't I think I don't like for the nature of this movie. I don't know that that's like a. I I don't think that's a deal breaker. I think, you know, kind of kind of like what we talked about with coffee talk. While changing the cosmology of this movie might fix that weirdness and dissonance for me personally, I think it adds a level of intrigue that works well for marketing material and just for. In you know personal investment into these characters' story, that like, I'm not suggesting change any of it. Honestly, I I think mm-hmm. it I think it works because like I think, uh, in terms of like a cohesive cosmology, if you just set the story in a more Tolkien's world, I think you get the same. You can have the same personal brother story, um, but you just it just becomes a less uh, a, a movie when I see the trailer I'm infinitely less interested in well I was going to say yeah I think it becomes an accessibility issue at yeah. that point where this is more accessible yeah. but um, I, I definitely I also like I do think that the the theme of you know this story is uh, you know it, it it's appreciating what you have because uh, there's there's a lot of you know there's a lot of stuff in this that like helps symbolize that like they go on a giant journey to end up exactly where they're at mm-hmm. and like the only thing that has changed is their perspective and that you know kind of like idea of the the journey being the important part not the destination like it's very much yeah, apparent I, here because there is no difference yeah. <laughs> really in terms of like everything is pretty much the same exact status quo from the beginning and the end. It's just that people have a new perspective on appreciation of it it and stuff like that's kind of the thing. So I think that that ties in with like, obviously the main story of like Ian, you know, main character being more appreciative of his brother and what he does have and stuff, but also ties in with, you know, uh, like the, their uh, mom's boyfriend, appreciating that he does have the you know the like what he has as he was yeah, born to run and like you know yeah with those other like those side characters i think it gets um less 
obvious, but I think I think you're right that that's kind of the that is the intended idea. Because like with with the Manticore with Corey, I especially like I already knew that kind of gag of like oh the the like fancy tavern is actually like a a family restaurant now. Right, um, drink cheese. Yeah. Uh, but what I was kind of interested by was like. Arguably, she's more correct at the beginning than she is in the journey that she takes, because it's like, I'm not gonna send children on a dangerous quest. I'm tired. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not sending people off to their death. That's not that's bad. And I was like, oh, it'd be kind of interesting if like that's the direction the story goes that like, hey, yeah, we're glamour. Like when we glamorize the the action and adventure of the of these stories and of the past we are we are kind of ignoring and glossing over the the violence and tragedy that had to also have occurred for these stories to kind of exist and that that would be a thing that's like oh yeah we can say that about the real world too you know when we glamorize and maybe part of it was because the last Pixar movie I saw was uh, Incredibles, which did kind of a thing where it's like, oh, the 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 message of the villain was like, yeah, glamorizing superheroes to solve your problems instead of just like being good people who in, who help people. It, you know, that's a problem, but that was the bad guy. And what was the good guy's uh, message was hey don't go to those extremes and and i'll 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 punch you to prove that you're you've gone too far like it doesn't resolve that debate um mm-hmm. so i wonder like that might also in part be kind of like what was drawing my head space towards that i do think uh my interpretation or or the the like two bullet points on the tack board that I connected with String when it came to the statue. That was kind of like a joke I made to Helen when we were watching it. But it was reinforced later when Barley's talking to the Pixies. He's, he's just straight up racist at that point. Like, uh, he, he's talking about like, oh, you, like, Pixies used to fly, but they can't now... And then the pixie's like, wait, are you calling us lazy? He's like, no, I'm saying your ancestor, like, you know, he's trying to talk through it. And he's he's not speaking with hate in his heart, but like the words he's saying are clearly problematic as fuck within the context of this world, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I just thought that was that was a thing where it's like I it was a a weird bit of like it made sense with his character of like, oh, someone who's obsessed with like the past iterations of this world and the various cultures that existed within this world, but has no clue how to fucking talk to people with a different background in the real world now. I was like, oh, that's that could be a really interesting thing to explore. And then it doesn't, you know, so there, I think there were things where I guess my my kind of like total summary, I, I wish I had said this at the beginning, where it was like, while I feel, while there's enough, like, chips in this movie that I could probably pick at it until I tear it apart, I would see another one of these, because I think there's mm-hmm. enough foundational material that if they chose to do a sequel, which would be weird, because, like you said, it's a very personal story, but if they did feel the the that making a sequel was the right choice. I would see it because I think the world has that potential to do, to tell. I think there, there's like really good soil to tell really, really fucking interesting stories in this world. Mm-hmm. Would so. you say that if any, like I'd say the, it sounds to me like the, the, I wouldn't necessarily say that you have a problem with the movie, but I would say if there was a critique, it seems like the biggest critique would be that the story didn't keep your attention enough to like to the point where you were going off on tangents and you're thinking about yeah. like all, like you're into these other things. Yeah, that's like, fair. 
because I think, you know, I think part of that also is like uh, marketing material, like gives you a sense of that world very easily. And it is a it is a world versus like, you know, an Incredibles or a Toy Story. It's like, eh, it's the real world with like some weird extra rules to it mm-hmm. of like oh what if right. toys were this alive is, or, this is, yeah, yeah yeah this is a whole whole ass different world um, right. this is cars versus yeah life. but even cars yeah, yeah i guess car car yeah cars is similar i think cars and maybe it's just the nature of the kind of stories they're telling cars does not really inspire very interesting questions to me um because I think usually the answer is like, ah, it's whatever the answer is in real life, except a car did it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Unless you're going full Pixar conspiracy theory and thinking, like, Wally's yeah, a prequel yeah. to this and right, stuff, you know? Right, um, right. But yeah, especially as they did car sequels, it's like, oh, like, who who built the Grand, like, the Mount Rushmore? It's like, I mean, it's the same story that built regular Mount Rushmore, but cars did it instead, like, you know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so with this one, it is kind of interesting where I think I think part of it also is like the trailer spoiled too many of the cool events in the journey. Because really sure. the only one that made me go like, oh shit, that's cool, that wasn't in the trailer was the actual use of a gelatinous cube. I was like, right. that's cool. That's, that's kind of like a deep cut, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. I did kind of wish... Because of the nature of this world, and because uh, I had done when we do you remember when we had done those Neverwinter projects in school? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. One of my group mates, they made like the town merchant a gelatinous cube, <laughs> and it, because of that specific memory, I did think it would be like, you know, gelatinous cubes. Correct me if I'm wrong. To my knowledge, they are intended to be biological organisms that have some amount of like life agency right like they are creatures they're not traps um right right i think it yeah. would have been cool they're like they're like jellyfish level of creatures. yeah like, but you could yeah, you could yeah. do something with that i think sure Whereas, you could change it if you wanted to for a movie yeah, in this like the gelatinous cube falls into a literally on like the most on the rails kind of design and just proceeds forward I was like, mm-hmm. I appreciate the the existence of the gelatinous cube, but I do kind of yeah. wish there was like a little bit more like clever encounter design with it because like it doesn't I mean, feel like an encounter; it feels like a puzzle or a trap. Right. I would say like that's a yeah, lot to it, ask it, from it, this it, movie, it is, though, for sure. It, it is used like the boulder from Indiana Jones. And, exactly. Uh, I could see wanting it to be a little bit more but like they're they're pretty they're pretty low level uh sure. like it's it's just more for usual. almost purely from like the educational see, yeah. standpoint because i yeah. think a, gel- a a wall of jello acid as a trap is like oh that's kind of <laughs> neat but then if you tell someone who doesn't know D is like oh no that's an animal like that could in theory chase you around or you could like bait it to one direction and sneak up behind it like it's, yeah, it's an animal yeah. I think that just is like that makes that creature more interesting of a creature. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, to me, it'd be it's like if they had an owl bear in the movie, but for some reason the owl bear wore like a hooded mask over its head the whole time, and I'm like, I'm sorry, that's just a bear. Then, like, why are you doing that? You're removing the thing that makes it more interesting than yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, and then I think part of it also is like. You know, once they get past the pixies, I think, and they're, you know, they're they're following the crows and stuff. They're just in a field at that point. So, like the, uh, uh t- almost too large of a chunk. Like it's not really that big a chunk, but too large of a chunk for me personally of the movie does not actually take place in this world like or like it could take place in literally any D campaign or a tolkien novel or something because it's in a field and then they're following stone you know ancient stone ravens and all the stuff and then once they're in the cave like especially by i think by the cave it's like okay well the point is you are in a classic dungeons and dragons i was gonna say dungeon. i think 
Yeah, I um, think I think that they're they're like like as they go further along their quest, they are getting more and more into classical. Right. Like which I, I think makes adventure. sense. I, I guess it just left me longing because the combination of like all the 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 modern well, fantasy ride, stuff was already they, in the trailer, and then it's like, oh, the, I'm not going to get any more now because they're in. A I field. mean, they did float down a river in a giant Cheeto. That was good. That was a good one so, too. Like, I agree. You know, I mean, like they, you know, like there's a little bit. There's a little uh, bit for sure. I guess I mean, obviously, in terms of like obviously world in building, the final. They they do come back like the final battle, right? But I guess in very... terms of like world building, because like floating on a giant Cheeto is fun. But what does that tell me about the world? It tells me that Cheetos exist, which is like okay, yeah. That I like it's a, it's a, it's I don't, not. I don't think I don't think that that like. But I I don't. I guess I I am curious why the condition of satisfaction that you're setting up is that it'd be a hundred percent that like, it no, makes sense to me that I just wanted more. I wanted, I wanted more overall. And that's I the spot that I could wanted fit, to have as saying. many new things to me as we're in the trailer. Cause the trailer tells us like dogs are dragons, unicorns are raccoons. Sure. Uh, Matt, you know, the idea that like magic totally fucking exists, but we don't use it because that's, it's really hard and technology is a thing. Um, you know, they're, like, we get a lot of stuff right, from that right, trailer, right. and then what do we get outside the trailer is, like, gelatinous cubes exist, which is awesome. Cheetos exist, which is, like, okay, I kind of figured. Uh, the whole climax of the, the movie is, like, well, yes, but it, it's not, you, it's not, it's using a Cheeto in a funny, right, that, that's, like, way. That's not like cosmology, that. though, that, that is a, that is a good thing. But it's a good thing in a different category. Right. That's so you're just saying you wanted more more of cosmology, the and that's yeah. a specific, and that's a place that didn't have it. So you're saying it could have slotted in there? Uh, not necessarily. They could have slotted it anywhere. It was more that like right. by the time that they are crossing the bridge, I I in my brain I know like oh, all of my all of the most logical opportunities for interesting cosmology being like. When they're in the suburbs, when they're in the seedy part uh-huh. of downtown, when they're in the f- the family restaurant, like those are the opportunities that make the most sense. Once they're in a field, I'm like, oh, I, I guess we're probably done with that for the most part. Um, it's tough because I I feel like I I get your point, but I think that they do like I think that one of the things that is interesting that they do are in some of their shots where like. You know, yes, it's not cosmology or or whatever to have a giant Cheeto as your boat as you're floating down this classical cavern, you know, ride or whatever. But like, I don't. That's not cosmology, but it is still the 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 unique spice to this world. Right. You know, that's and true. Like, so I, 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 so like I, I like said, I, I love like, the Cheeto. I do. Same, I do agree that. Like, I I yeah. felt bad that I forgot because that is a good example. It's more, it's just not, yeah, it's just not um, a checkbox in the thing I was thinking of. Because, like, and even, I guess my complaint isn't that, like, oh, I wanted more cosmology stuff past the bridge. It was just that by the nature of the way the bridge kind of, like, you know, D&D encounter area is set up and the field and everything, and knowing what relatively was re- left of their adventure um and kind of no- like for whatever reason I, I i kind of got the impression like you're saying that they're ramping more and more towards um proper D stuff right i it was not that i was like oh man i want more cosmology now it was dang i really wish i got more cosmology before sure, now sure. right because right, right. i've currently the old, I have not gotten anything that I have not seen in a trailer, and right. the part yeah, and the part and that is the part I was the most interested in from the trailer. So being like ah dang, like the rest of I think the rest of the movie will be good. I'm sure it will have clever uh, mechanics and clever visual gags and all that stuff. But I also feel like it won't have the thing I'm thinking about, like the thing that I'm the most interested in. And it was like. That's kind of true, even by the point where they get back to um, where they started and they're across the street from the school, because, like, it does take place in a uh, a vacant lot, <laughs> essentially, you know. Um, and, like, maybe there's a thing, I think, well, 
but the dragon that they're fighting is made of a school. Right. I did. <laughs> I will like, say the, what, the face, like, uh, the mascot face being the dragon face. That was clever. That was a good one. I like that too. I also liked, I also liked that the dragon's roar was the school bell. Oh, I missed did that. That was that? a good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one too. Yeah. But like, and also that dragon is like, I, there, it's this is also like really pedantic, but like the dragon is very deliberately like it's an ancient thing that they've awakened, which is cool. It's cool to know that stuff exists, but that stuff exists in proper D anD. d So I, it is still not the thing that I thought was very was unique about this movie, which is stuff like, you know, what do workout tapes look like? You know, it's it's the that does not have the same like banal no. fantasy twist that a a domesticated dragon. I feel has. like okay. Here's what I'm curious about because that feels. I, I think maybe in general, I think this would have been just a more interesting story for you if you had not already watched Dimension Twenty. But like that too. It, like I feel like it. That dragon is almost exactly. What Brennan did with the in Dimension Twenty with the uh, the skateboard ramp, like you know, like like the, it, it seems like a very uh, so, you know yes, what I mean, like the the, the like, uh, oh, in this dimension when there's a curse that creates a yeah monster, it creates yeah, which is great, a monster. I, I, like, but it, it's not the complaint about the monster; it's that the I I just didn't get fed uh, on the other stuff, like. I see. You know, yeah. I I also wanted, in addition to that, the idea of like the equivalent of an ice cream themed gin owns an ice cream shop. You know, like those kind of things. Right, I, right, right. The, the stuff that I'm interested in. Everybody is go like, watch Dimension Twenty. It's great. Oh, it's so good. The the banal like the banal elements of our world. What is the fantasy bend of that? Which like. Sure. The dragon is not that. The dragon is whole set. The it's the flip side it is a right, holy right, fantasy right, thing right. with banal elements sprinkled in. Um, yeah, I feel like I. Yeah, it's funny that you, I, I. It's one of those things where like yes, a whole not a whole lot of them were heavily heavily featured, but it's like I feel it, it's tough to say. I don't know. I, I find it tough to say there wasn't enough because especially if you, you know, like are watching obviously on an on-demand thing or a, a, mm -hmm. a situation in which you can pause, like there's a fucking bajillion, like, you know, like signs in the background and like, you know, like there's so much of that stuff. It's mm -hmm. just not relevant to the story. So like, Sure, you know. I guess it, it yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure there's a ton that I missed. I, I, I just, like, the, in terms of, like, focus, or, like, you know, not just relevant to the story, but, like, you know, so, like, the thing with dogs and unicorns was never a plot point, it was just a, 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 a gag. But right. those, all those gags that exist in such a way that you can't miss them they were in the trailer. So really, I'm complaining more right. about a marketing gimmick right. than I am right. the movie. Right. Um, right. I see. But it is, a, it is, I think you can Overall twist that yeah. as a negative of like, hey, if all of the, uh, if all of that fun stuff fits into two minutes in a hour and a half movie, like, that means you don't have a lot of it still. Um, yeah, and maybe you don't need case, it. But I, 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 I wouldn't want that honestly. Like it, I, I. It seems like if they put more of that stuff in, I feel like I'd be like, okay, I, I get it. Like you know, like I, I right. like if you focus too much on that stuff, obviously it's a bouncing act, and people have different you know uh, tastes for that. But like, right? Yeah, which totally I, I makes would sense worry to you. If you put too much right, more you know, in the that. emotional story and main story resonated with you in a way that you would. I totally get both from the creator side and from the audience side that that res that that stuff resonated with. Like, don't add more shit for me at the risk of that stuff. Like, uh. that's I I don't disagree with that. Um, but that's why the, like I kind of imagine this conversation in the context of like 
um, our old lab, like in the lab, in the classroom, kind of like critique sessions where it's like, hey, this is this is what I'm getting at. I, you don't have to necessarily act on it if it if it puts your vision at risk. If you, the creative behind this art, are able to rectify my criticism without uh, damaging Grant's experience or the director's vision, like, I mean, obviously try to do that if you can, but I agree. I can't see an easy, it's not an easy thing to just mm -hmm. add more of this stuff without just, at, like, best case scenario, you're padding the runtime at that point, you know? Right, um, right. And that's why I kind of phrase this as, like, Oh, I, I I would watch a sequel, you know. Um, right, it was right. the same thing with uh, Big Hero Six, where it's like, I feel like they're just getting. It, it is kind of the weird, like, I think actually enforcing this as a rule is near impossible. But the the virtue of like, hey, are you telling me the most interesting story that occurs in the world that you're telling me about? And with this, I'm like, I mean, yeah, because they're the only people fighting dragons. But it was not the thing. It is a weird. Yeah, it's so weird because, like, I think the things with this that you could use to argue that's like, yes, this is an interesting story, are like, well, those are the fantasy stuff. Why don't you just tell a fantasy story then? Um, well, I think a lot of that comes down to, like, it is. Uh, I, I think that there's some element of. Uh, you know, this is a like personal story, and yes, they could have told it in just the real world, but I feel like it becomes more difficult to create a conflict for you to learn this lesson. So it's mm -hmm. like the fantasy element. I think mostly, like I think a lot of this movie is about adjusting people's con concept of like an adventure and like what you learn, like it's taking advantage of that stuff that I was talking about, about, about the journey and not the destination. It's like, you mm -hmm. could do a road trip movie that in like, you know, in real life, you know, that would get at some of the same stuff, but like, obviously it's a Pixar film, so it's going to have some sort of. Yeah. Been to it, you yeah. know? So like, and it's for kids and it, and it has to, you know, but it also needs to not go so deep into it's you know like D D fan yeah. service that it turns off anybody who hasn't you know gone that deep into fantasy and obviously if kids are mostly there it's like okay they probably haven't gone that very that deep yeah. at all i, into I it, imagine so. the like the plug line kind of fantasy and not i don't mean fantasy like D D. I mean fantasy like um right you yeah. know the the fantasy you're trying to fulfill in a video game of like do it being able to do this thing is like mm. oh what what would you go through to bring a loved one back and see them one right, more time right. and that and then so like you need the the fantasy stuff to make that a, a mechanic that can actually occur because if right, you just did exactly. straight humans right. and did without a paddle it's like okay you're not seeing them again you know right um, right but if you make it full high fantasy yeah you're not it like to most people it would not read as a personal story because like right. all of it's mythology is about trying to bring yeah. someone who's dead back to life kind of thing so i yeah. i get why this is the perfect kind of balance for the story they would want to tell i think the real like my criticisms and complaints kind of stem from like i like this type of world and there are so few good examples of it where you can like really sink your teeth into it. Cause like bright, like we mentioned bright and it's bright similar, but it has way bigger problems and sucks. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, bright sucks. Uh, <laughs> they, you know, the wand is heroin. Whoop de fucking do like literally nothing else about magic happens in there. You could control F replace every fantasy race with just a different street gang name and the story functions exactly mm -hmm. goddamn same um so like it's more just like oh sweet another example of this genre that very rarely gets someone doing a take of it and then it's like yeah that was good you know it it's just the the feeling of like 
oh, fuck yeah, I want Moe so bad. And then you go, and they give you, like, the little, like, dinky cup of, of queso, and you're like, I mean, like, yeah, it's good, <laughs> it's Moe's queso, like, it's fucking amazing, but, like, I wanted more. <laughs> you uh -huh. know, that that's the closest I could get to the metaphor of, like, rectifying, like, this is both a good movie, and also, I am... I just want more of the things think, that I liked from it. Do you think that, okay, so one thing I'm curious about is that in this situation, we got some of that, but not, but like, obviously you wanted more versus in, uh, in when we were talking about, uh, coffee chat, whatever, mm -hmm. uh, we got my, big problem with it was that we got none of it. <laughs> yeah. And that wasn't as big of a problem for you. So I'm curious I think, I if think you it's can figure out what, what is the, the reason why. I think the difference is with Coffee Talk, the things that were uh, had a fantasy bend, but had a really, really strong you know, arguably overpowering real world flavor to them were subject matters. I was just very interested in and and I enjoyed seeing being talked about from the human angle like you know the the conflict of a, a mixed race relationship or mm -hmm. just the idea of like the fact that they referenced ice as an active point right. of conflict in this world it's like that's n neither of those things have any fantasy at all but they're subject matters that I was just like surprised and appreciative of being talked about um whereas with this and, and i think it really speaks to the like these are this is a really funny thing because both of these examples the ones we latched onto are the ones that the the human element the non-fantastical element resonate with our personal lives really strongly you know so mm -hmm. like that makes sense and i think it also it is interesting because it highlights that the balancing act is like really fucking tough and it is right, almost, right. And it, your mileage may vary for the yeah, audience your, your yeah. humanness is entirely dependent on like how like if we're doing it from like a product design angle it's gonna be really tough because it's like we want exactly as much humanness as can be related to by the people we want to be able to relate to it so it's like, okay, well, if you're telling a very personal story, that's like, I mean, that could be like five people on the planet, but that's exactly sure. what you want, you know? Right, right, right. So it is, it is an yeah. interesting, tough, I don't even feel like I can call it a problem because it's like, I think in both cases, um, you know, cause we, we argued about this with coffee talk. I think with this one, it's interesting of like, oh, I think in both cases, like, this is the balance for what they want from a like goals sure. KPI angle because mm -hmm. what they wanted was for you or for me in our situations to to latch onto and resonate with that that human part and the fancy stuff is just it's just set dressing and gravy and it's not it was never intended to be the focus. Um, I right. think that's true for both of these examples. Um, one other thing that I wanted to mention about this movie that I, that I just appreciate, uh, is I appreciate that it has a really, you know, maybe slightly slow, but it has a really good tutorial ramp. Uh, I've just, I've been thinking about tutorials a lot lately as I'm wont mm. to do. It happens a lot. Um. But, uh, like... Now, do you mean for I, the quest itself? Or the I, I mean and the story? I mean, I mean specifically for, uh, the magic usage. Okay. I really liked that, uh, in general, you know, it's tough, like, especially when you come into this kind of thing, it's like, okay, you know, there's magic, and it's like, okay, well, the first question is what type of magic, what kind of... What mm -hmm. kind of thing, you know, verbs can I do kind of thing. And, mm -hmm. like, they did a a good job of specifying, you know, showing their, their fictitious spells and, you know, 
like the, their variety, you know, of, of stuff and like laying out the rules for that for each of those spells and then, you know, escalating them. And then by the end, getting to a point where, uh, you know, the main characters using them all together. Like I, I one of the things I really like about this just is that is how well the magic functions as like I could totally like obviously it's it's only like what like five spells or whatever that he learns mm-hmm. but like he learns them at a good pace and in order you know and goes in order of difficulty pretty much and they and like has some learning moments and then combines them and then gets to the point where the final boss battle incorporates like all of them mm-hmm. and, you know and like and I just really enjoy that like I just enjoy seeing that it's kind of like a a nerdy specific yeah. you know thing well, to to be excited uh, about but like it was one of the parts of the final battle where I was like oh man he's like he's using the 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 invisible bridge and the loft elevar and the yeah. uh, lightning ball and speeding up the thing and then he he loses his staff and he enlarges the splinter and like oh man I was like nerding out so yeah. hard about like what's, it's kind of like uh, I don't know it's, what's it's great about game design in a movie and I like that what's great about it is it also works as a like I'm kind of I'm kind of like oh man this is so cool I wish they like put a magnifying glass over this thing because I'm not I didn't think about it until now uh-huh. like i did pick up on like oh that's really cool by the end you're seeing them like oh they have these tools in their tool belt and they're whipping them out um in a combination that works really well for defeating this boss the thing mm-hmm. that they i did not think about uh is how like early dms like there, there there's oh, yeah. a reason there's a character based yeah. reason why there is a good game design tutorial ramp it's because it's being conducted by an amateur game designer. And like, I just kind of, I'm like, Oh man, that would be kind of cool. If there's some, like, I don't, I can't think of a way to like do it in a subtly or natural way, but it is just a like, Oh man, that's, that's a really cool thing. And I wish I, I wish I had noticed it and I wish more people would notice it without awkwardly, you know, shining a light on the fact that right. this this thing because like yeah that is a really cool element to it um and there's so many little like good ties back into like you know like oh he gets a splinter that's yeah. unfortunate but that becomes a huge thing that he like there's so many yeah. little things that are just set up so well in this movie I, I i watched it for a second time um this morning and uh like it was a it, that specific element of this movie was really, really rewarding on second watch. Like <laughs> on first watch, I kind of like, I, I feel like both of us are, are pretty like attuned to that kind of you know stuff. And when that kind of stuff pops up and like, Oh, this will probably be important later. This is <laughs> probably a Chekhov's, you know, gun or Chekhov's splinter of a, of a staff. But like, you know, so like I, I had hit a couple of those things, remembered a couple of them like <laughs> the first time, but on a second rewatch, it was just really satisfying to to see how they had set up like yeah. so many different things, and I was like, "Man, I just love that shit." Yeah, <laughs> that's, no, like, it, that's, it was handled that kind of really stuff, well. That stuff is so satisfying, almost from like like those oddly satisfying like YouTube videos, you know, where mm-hmm. like stuff just fits and meshes yeah. together so well. Like it doesn't necessarily affect you know directly or consciously affect somebody's viewing experience, but. It's really good, and I love it, and yeah. it's very oddly satisfying for me. So I do. You did remind me of a thing that I don't want to harp on because I didn't. It, it, you know, button cherry wasn't that big a thing, but it's just a thing I hate universally. I hate that this perpetuate uh, uh-huh. this perpetuate the like. Oh, only people with the gift can do magic. I was like, oh, fucking yes. hell! I, I hate that. It- the so second much. that they said, "Oh, you have to have the gift or whatever," to yeah, I was like, "Uh oh, yeah. Eric's well, not gonna like at that." Le- like, at least it didn't matter. Like, I am at least appreciative that it was not a point of strife or conflict with these brothers. Sure. It wasn't like, "Well, if sure. I if I could do the magic, we we won't be in this problem." Right. Which, right, right, you know, is actually very like it's very nice and also kind of surprising because 
that's probably true because <laughs> he knows uh-huh. some shit. Uh, but I just hate that tactic so much. I, I, I especially <laughs> in like for a kids movie, the idea that like there's a there's a biological component that like oh yeah no it's only some people can learn to do this. It's like no, that's not the lesson to teach ever. I like. You know, and this is me coming at like I've never been an athlete, and like obviously there are certain career fields where like yeah, honestly your 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 um hormones and your genes are gonna play a big part into whether or not you can join the NBA. But generally speaking, especially a kids movie, how about anyone can learn anything? You know, if you if you put your mind to it, you, you're capable of learning the thing. You know, obviously, societal problems can mean, you know, people have privilege and stuff, blah, blah. Like, I I don't want to say that that doesn't exist, but I think given equal opportunity to learn a thing, people have that, uh, have the physical ability to learn that thing. Right. So I I know that's one of your pet peeves. Oh, God, I hate Uh, it so much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I, I I saw that in this, and I was like, oh, yeah. and if then, yeah, I was happy like, that it didn't become, like, a Yeah, point. it doesn't yeah. bother, like, people have asked, it doesn't one. bother me in X-Men because they're, the educational component of it is pretty low. It's like, you're born with these powers, and then you have these powers. Okay, fine. But when you do both, that's when the dissonance really happens for me, where it's like, oh, you're gonna go to Hogwarts, a school to learn how to do this thing that only some people are physically capable of doing. It's like, what? What? Is it education or is it bio- biology? Which is it? Yeah, and both of those, though, I mean, both of those to varying levels of success do, like, they do tie in and specifically try to, to like, also point out stuff of, like, you know, yes, X-Men, like, mutants are born and they have different abilities, but, like, pretty much never is the story about just how dope and awesome it is to be born with abilities. It's pretty much always like, oh, they're, quote-unquote, different for this thing that they can't control because they're just born with it. Right. So and that's, they're the, that's the metaphor that like, they're you know, aiming for. Yeah. Like, Avatar, because you finally watch Avatar, that's another one that uh bothers me because it's like oh you know we have this whole thing about like Aang is the last avatar or he is the active active avatar he's the only one able to learn all four elements it's like why every all people have the the personality traits attributed to these four elements at different different levels of strength why can't anyone just learn how to do all of them Mm-hmm. You know, like why? Why? Although that's the rules. That's what we said. Oh, some people can't do bending at all. Why? <laughs> you know, that stuff drives me nuts. Anyways, this movie was fun. It was a good. It was a good movie. I want more of it. That is, it is a good thing when the worst thing you can say about a movie is I wanted more of it. Right. Or. Sure. Yeah. Uh, this movie did make me want a van. <laughs> like a, like a, a 70s like van Fucking with like, a painted I... mural on the side. I mean, Man, you know, honestly, it... if you have enough seats, like... Eh, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. No. I'm not a fan of the, like, have, I, a fan I that is have... also a house kind of design. I, no, like... I, I don't want that. But I, I would want a very modular... Van. I've thought about this a little bit since I saw that movie, but I I, I would want I'm surprised you, van old, that you has... only thought of it since seeing this movie. This seems like a thing that should have existed in Grant's head long before That's, now. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, it does seem like... Well, yeah, most of the time you see the, the bed vans, I'm like, I don't want to live in a van, I just yeah. want a van because it looks dope and it can carry a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anywho. Anywho. Yeah, you need one like the uh, Texas Chainsaw. That one has the right ratio of like... No, the seats are still in there, I think. Maybe, maybe, I maybe say, I'm misremembering. Like, no, I, well, I think it depends on which one you're talking about. Yeah. But uh, I, I would want a modular van so I could put seats in it yeah. and take them out. Yeah. Anywho, um, 
That was onward. Yep, onward. Uh, Go get a van. <laughs> yep. All right, cool. Well, nice. In that case, I think uh, I'll finish it up. We're gonna thank Brenna for awesome artwork. Yeah. Uh, thank Dave for editing the yeah. theme music. And if you want to comment, you can do so on SoundCloud yeah. and let us know what you thought of onward. Yeah. How annoying was that? <laughs> it was getting there. Pretty annoying. Yeah. <laughs> All right. See you later. Bye. I don't know why Greg keeps setting up a goodbye and then pausing. <laughs> <laughs>